From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Along with her four sisters, Columbus, Ohio resident Gabrielle C. Burton makes up five sisters' productions. Their recent YouTube release, Old Guy, features their late father, Roger Burton, as a man re-entering the acting field after having been away from it since the 1950s. His agent is played by Frazier's Perry Gilpin. Welcome to Craft, Gabrielle and Perry. Hi! Thanks so much for having us. Tell me about the Five Sisters production, Old Guy. Gabrielle, I understand it's been a passion project for a while. Yeah, it was um, It was a project that we shot. We actually had created it with our parents, and um, we filmed it a number of years ago, and then um, with various other projects, one that was set here in Columbus, Kings, Queens, and In-Betweens, a documentary about drag uh, and gender. That was a huge project on our plate. And then also our parents, um, our mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer soon after we'd finished filming Old Guy. And so that took a different um, turn of direction for us. And um, and our parents actually both uh, recently are deceased. And so we were able, with COVID, when we saw the rise of ageism coming up, and it had been, you know, a couple of years um, since our parents had died, we basically were able to emotionally return to the show and also felt it was really important socially because the the issue of ageism is actually influencing a lot of policies nowadays. And to reach people through comedy was a way of creating social engagement around this issue. Your father plays Harry as I mentioned at the, the beginning, and he's re-entering the acting field, but your father was an accomplished actor, as I understand it. Yeah, my dad, Roger Burton, um, he, a lot of people know him from Baskets um, as Zach Galifianakis' father-in-law. Um, he also was on Shameless, and he was on The Tonight Show a lot. Um, he And he was in a bunch of commercials and things, and it was really exciting because he went to this as a third career, actually. He had been a child uh, musician. He was a jazz musician starting at age 11, and then he ended up taking a totally different turn, went into academia um, and research in developmental psych, worked with Piaget and various other people, and then um, retired and went out to Los Angeles and ended up in a party sort of falling into a role um, that someone cast him in, and he then went from there. And And it was really a kick for both of my parents to have that as uh, also a reflection of the theme of old guy, which is that people, just because they age, never stop dreaming and trying new things and having adventures. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly holds out hope for somebody like me that, you know, something can happen <laughs> later on. In life, and that's well. You know, NPR are the real, are the intellectual celebrities. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this is just local, but I appreciate the. That's very, very kind. Perry Gilpin, you were one of my favorite characters on Frasier. I'm sure you get that a lot. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. I I loved playing that character and had a great time. Tell me about your new character. You play Harry's agent, Winnie, who may not be the world's most sensitive agent, but tell me about the role. I actually really like Winnie a lot because I feel like she is the kind of agent that I think is the most common kind of agent, which is she's not creating jobs. She's not packaging television shows or producing movies. She's a real agent who is a conduit between actors and jobs. Right. So, you know, I don't think this is the first time she's heard what, what uh, Harry, Harry, Roger 
Burton plays Harry. It's not the first time she's heard these kinds of complaints. I think she's heard them from young people, old people, uh, people of all men, women, you know, everybody's got their list of what they'll do and what they won't do, you know, and when you first sign on with an agent, and it's usually everything that poor Harry has winds up doing like diaper commercials and things like that. But she's, she's doing her best to get him work. And she sees the potential there, which, you know, that's a huge hurdle for actors, especially now, but especially with an 80 year old man first starting out to, uh, to land an agent like that is actually a feather in his cap. But I understand why he doesn't see it that way, because it's a little disappointing time after time to keep playing the same thing over and over again. And I love how Gabrielle Burton and her other four sisters that make up Five Sisters Productions just mind the hell out of that comedy. I mean, they really, really got every aspect of our industry and every aspect of how demeaning those roles can be. But they did it in such a funny way, which is is so powerful. Did you get to channel any of your earlier experiences with agents as you were playing one? Did you ever think, oh, man, this really reminds me of some of those things, like you said, the rules that you might not have wanted to take but needed to take them uh, because the agent thought it was a good thing for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, you actually kind of graduate to a place where an agent will discuss what they think might be good for you or not. I mean, at the beginning, Mm -hmm. it's just, here's your audition, you know, and if, if you, if you don't go, you know, they're more than once or twice, you're not going to get any more auditions from them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like, here's where you're going, but you can usually upfront say, I don't want to do commercials or anything having to do with the the list, the list of things that Harry does. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's, you know, like tampons or whatever. I don't want to do any of that stuff. And so you don't get sent in. But then there usually comes a time in everyone's career where they're like, I'll go in. I'll whatever. I'll do whatever. You know, just send me, send me out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, what are the commercials I wouldn't appear on? Um, and, you know, I think if I were really, uh, you know, if I were young starting out, I don't know how many I would say that I didn't. Is that a common thing that people say, here are the things that I'm not going to do? Uh, apparently, yes. Yeah, I mean, and I, I usually, especially with commercial agents, you know, which Winnie seems to, to do a little bit of everything, but a lot of times that's a separate agent. And so, you know, she's sending him on commercials. So there would be probably a piece of paper or a list, like, how are you with laxatives? How are you with this? How are you with this? You know, and every and people have their their boundaries. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you've also submitted Perry Gilpin for Emmy nomination consideration as Outstanding Actress in a Short-Form Comedy or Drama Series. What's the process like for that? Well, you have to be approved by the Television Academy, so it was actually really exciting, and what was neat was um, somebody recently just wrote us when the announcement was made about the um, projects that are up for consideration for the Emmy nominations, and he had been on the board, and he said, um, I was watching it and just loved it, and I said, absolutely, it should be in the nomination process, even before I knew it was the five sisters. And so that is really fulfilling because the project sort of speaks for itself. And also, um, you know, We Five Sisters has been doing a lot of, you know, work for years where a lot of our work sort of is about uh, social engagement and interaction through entertainment. And 
So it's just kind of thrilling to have this moment where a project can have that reach, that it, it gets awareness among the TV Academy. Speaking of the work that you've done, you directed, as you mentioned, the documentary Kings, Queens, and Inbetweens, and uh, mm-hmm. that's about the fluidity of gender identity through the window of drag queens and kings in Columbus, Ohio. Tell us a little bit about that. It's a really fun, upbeat documentary about the differences ultimately between biology, gender, and sexuality, and how the three things are elements of our identities as human beings, and yet they are not, um, they can't be conflated. Uh, And that's something that drag opens a wonderful window into being able to explore. And Columbus also has this extraordinary drag scene of kings, of drag queens, of um, trans performers, of gender queer performers, and um, a lot of uh, people who use, you know, other theatrical influences as well, um, like puppetry, et cetera. And then we all know um, Columbus has hit the national stage as well with Nina West, obviously, becoming an international star. And that's something that's just hugely fulfilling to see people starting to understand why the art form is such an important art form itself, and then also what social um, importance it has for all of us culturally. How did you get started on the project? What was the inspiration for it? For King Squeeze and Inbetweens? Right. Um, I actually went one night to a drag show, and and there on stage was playing out sort of in technicolor issues that my sisters and I had been thinking about for years. We grew up in a feminist household with my parents, both um, of five daughters, wanting to you know be have justice in the world and and to understand how to run a household fairly, um, and then that led to kind of a sense of how film production works, of um, everybody sharing out jobs, and then basically I became a parent of a boy and a girl and immediately saw how they were pushed into two extremely strict gender camps that really had nothing to do with their biology or their sexuality, and then I went to this show, and drag was this explosion on stage of the way that people can shake that up and you can look at people and start thinking, well, why do we define femininity in a certain way or what a woman is or what some, someone's sexuality is indicated by certain social cues, you know, the way they dress, etc. And what if we didn't do that? And that's what was the inspiration for the film. Oh, that's a great explanation. It's uh, really interesting to hear. Where can people see the documentary? Ah, they can see it online, though I have to say um, it's a little bit tricky right now because I'm not quite sure who's collecting the money for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the challenges when you're an independent filmmaker is that right. people can somehow, you know, you're not really totally in control sometimes of your material. But, um, but I am going to be uh, working on doing an academic release. And we did just do an event with um, Mosaic to try to do a fundraiser for them recently with the Gateway. And so there will definitely be events, and I'm going to be figuring out a way to get it online, possibly through Vimeo, um, possibly as something of a pay-what-you-can pay thing, because I do really strongly believe um, with my sisters in, in having as wide accessibility to our projects as possible. But, of course, we do want to you know, be able to pay for the work that we do, so... We're trying to figure that all out. Right, makes sense. Gabrielle C. Burton and Perry Gilpin, thank you very much for talking to me today. Again, the website is oldguycomedy.com. Oh, thanks so much. 
You're so welcome. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. <laughs>